Awesome. So really at about the six month mark for my business, um, I was almost out of business. I mean, I, I, I literally was looking at my wife going, babe, this isn't going to work. Um, and, uh, that was tough because I was, I was at that spot of telling my wife that, you know, babe, we're going to lose our forever home. You know, we're going to lose a farm. We're going to lose the cars. You know, I, I had a second house on the property from my mother-in-law and I was trying to figure out how to hell, you know, so I, I, I put all this on me and, you know, for six months of that journey, I didn't have a coach. I didn't have a mentor because by God, I was donning and going to make it happen. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What's up? What's up? All of you amazing abundant leaders out there. I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the pay it forward community, proving to you that you can, in fact, live a life of abundance and prosperity on your way to having more. And having more is an amazing thing to do. In fact, I feel it's your responsibility to have more if you're fully capable of doing so. And I believe you are, especially if you're listening to the conversations on this show. Now, as you've probably noticed, today's conversation goes a little bit long, so I'm just going to get right into it. I am just going to afford you the opportunity to be abundant in your life today by paying it forward and sharing men of abundance with everyone you come in contact with. Listen. These amazing conversations and this content is absolutely free to you, but don't underestimate its power. We are sharing some amazing information here with you to help you grow as a man of abundance in your life, in your family, faith, finances, and fitness. All we ask you to do is to share it with others in your circle so that they can benefit from the conversation as well. And make sure you hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast player to ensure that you get notified when each and every episode is posted. Generally, Tuesday and Thursday is an interview conversation just like the one you're going to hear today. And then on Friday is Abundance and Prosperity Business Mastery, where I am sharing some business strategies with you that you can use that day in your business to move the needle in your business, in your profits, in your revenue, and set you apart from your competition. Now, let me introduce our future guest today. Normally, I would read through his bio, and I do have that posted at menofabundance.com forward slash 269. So make sure you go there and check that out. There's also some cool links over there that he shared with us. But just to show you what a smart ass our feature guest is today, I have an intake form that most people would fill out and put their bio and put some you know useful information that I can use to introduce them to you as the listener here on Men of Abundance. But here's what Donnie shared with me on my intake form. Well, of course, he shared his name, his email, his Skype, which I used to use Skype. I use a different platform now. And then I said, I asked, you know, what kind of mic do you use for the interview? He said a really bright blue one, smart ass. And then, of course, on the intake form, I asked for their website bio page. And I'm going to share that, successchampspodcast.com and donnieboyvin.com. Make sure you go check out those websites. Very good stuff over there. But then here's some other good smartassery from our future guest today. I asked for a short bio written in third person. 
no more than two paragraphs. He puts absolute stud and rock star. Can't disagree with that whatsoever. And lastly, how did we get connected? Please name drop person or company. Our feature guest states, you suckered me into having you on my podcast. And while that is most likely true because that's just how I do things, it's still a smart-ass thing to say and I would expect nothing less of our amazing feature guest today, success champion himself, Mr. Donnie Boyvin. Donnie, welcome to Men of Abundance, brother. How are you doing? Man, I'm I'm excited to be here. Life is good. I tell everybody I'm five foot eight above the ground. So, so it's a good day, man. Thanks for having me on. How are you, Ben? Oh man, I've been just at freaking outstanding. Where are you at in the world? Uh, hanging out in Fort Worth. We're sitting on the farm today, you know, it's a little crisp and chilly out here, took care of all the goats and everything, but, 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 you know, uh, it's Texas, so it won't be cold long. <laughs> yeah. Well, same here. I'm in Florida. 39 38 degrees this morning when i was riding a bike with my uh, kid to school this morning a little bit nippy for us out here in florida man but i dig it i like the cold weather as long as i can walk back inside the warmth you know what i'm saying i'm not living in it <laughs> yeah i was talking to some friends yesterday they live up in minnesota and they're like you know it's gonna be a light dusting about 10 inches i'm like if 10 inches landed in texas we would be shut down for the next year oh, yeah. you know <laughs> oh, yeah. two inches man you're, you're done. right done <laughs> Absolutely. I was in El Paso many years ago when it actually snowed New Year's Eve. Really? Yeah. Wow. El Paso, Texas. It was pretty beautiful, man. So, yeah. you know, I'd like to start out with an attitude of gratitude, Donnie. What do you have to be grateful for today, man? Man, I'd be honest, uh, a couple of things. One, the constant learning of doing the things that I don't want to do. I just put an article out on LinkedIn and uh, last night literally – um, after a long day, put in a ton of hours at, at you know my company, I got home, was tired. You know, you get to that sport point where you just want to put your feet up on a couch and don't do anything. And my wife comes up, she goes, my tire's flat on my car. And I went, oh, it's 30 some odd degrees mm. out. And now I got to go out, you know, and I, so do what you do. You know, uh, life is all about doing the things that, that you're supposed to do when you don't feel like doing them. And so I walked out, bundled up, and went and, uh, you know, got the tire fixed. And, you know, there's an escapade where I had to go. My compressor died in the process, so I had to run to a gas station, and you know. But we got it all fixed and got it all taken care of. And it was funny, and this happens all the time when you do the things you're not – do the things that you're supposed to do even when you don't feel like it, is the whole time changing that tire, I didn't have the thought that I was tired. I was wore out. It was a long day. I was just getting the job done. And, you know, that's, it's, I'm grateful for those type of experiences that as simple as they are, they remind you on a daily basis that if you'll just take action and get to work, you know, things happen and your world continues to move forward. Um, so funny because I hadn't really thought about that from a gratitude perspective. So it's a great way to start off, you know, to realize that that's for today. I mean, I got tons of things to be you know grateful for, but that was a great lesson from last night. Reminder again. Yeah, absolutely. Let me tell you, Donnie, it's interesting that when I have these conversations, that the conversation really does relate to what I have going on in my life. And that's why I just love having these conversations with so many amazing guys like yourself. And what's going on in my life right now, January 29th at the time of this recording, um, I just put out my first podcast. I just posted the first podcast this uh, last week of 2019 because, you know, I explained in the podcast. You guys can go back and listen to that episode later. But the bottom line is this. I'm extremely comfortable, man. 
extremely <laughs> comfortable. I haven't had to commute since June of, of last year. And it's so easy to sit back and take my kid to school, come home, lay on, you know, like lay on the couch or take my wife out to a movie or, you know, just do a whole lot of nothing or whatever the hell I feel like doing all day and not be productive in any other way other than just connecting, you know, just having a good time with my family, you know, but I felt myself getting really lazy. I'm talking physically. Mm -hmm. I'm talking, I got all this time on my hands. I'm not adding any value to anybody other than my immediate family. And it, to me personally, it just doesn't feel right. And in contrast to what you're saying, when I'm not doing something, then nothing's going to happen, you know? And I can see right now, I could literally do nothing for the rest of my life. And I mean, do nothing as far as I don't have to work for anybody. I don't have to work at all. I've set it up at this point, you know, finances are great and everything else, but being comfortable and free is the goal for so many people. But at the same time, when you get here, you realize that you you really have to just keep adding value. What are your thoughts on that? No, I a hundred percent agree with you. You know, it's, it's interesting is I think a lot of people define success by the word freedom and whatever freedom means to them, whether it's a monetary state or whether it's a time state, you know, of mind form. And it's interesting that most people, because they really don't know what they want in life are aiming at something that is a philosophy or a theory that they think that they'll reach some sort of, I don't know, state of mind when they get someplace. And that's why you have so many people that have those midlife crisis and everything else is because they get there and realize that that's not enough in their life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, I mean, I think partially that's the reason I had my, you know, from the, what's the book, the email, I had my mm-hmm. entrepreneur hiccup. And that's how I started my business, you know, is I got to that point though that I realized, you know, I'd made everybody else wealthy. I'd lived other people's dreams and I thought I could do this better on my own. And, uh, you know, the, the crazy thing is, is everything I thought about before I launched my business was wrong. All my theories were wrong. Cause it's kind of like, you know, people want to get to freedom because they think they get to that port uh, in their life that that they will be able to let their hair down or whatever else. Well, for me, I thought in starting my own business that the world would just embrace and open up and everything would explode. And what I didn't realize is, you know, I'd spent my entire career, 20 years, being an employee. And then I had to switch over to be a business owner and holy hell in a handbasket – you know, switching that mindset from from an employee to a business owner is what a tremendous leap, and and it took me getting punched in the face several times by life to slowly begin to figure that out and how to make something of my company and and get it moving forward. And, you know, there's still days I battle with an employee mindset. You know, mm-hmm. you, you you get to that point where you're like, you know, we were talking about you want to put your feet up, you want to relax, you want to kick back. And, you know, a lot of your mental game is surrounded by, you know, you're supposed to work an eight to five, you know, not a four to two in the morning, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever fits your schedule. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and, you know, it's it's. It's wild that once you get to that place where you thought, you know, this is where I needed to be, that it's a very short-sighted vision. 
and you know you have to start thinking more along the lines of legacy is the wrong word but but more along the lines of what am i doing to leave the place better than i found it yeah that's a very good point and yeah thanks for sharing that you know it's it's living proof that success is not a destination it's it's really you find success in progress because yeah. once you reach a, destina- reach a destination, I mean, look at our astronauts. A lot of people don't pay attention to astronauts after their career once they've made it to space and, God forbid, walked on the moon, you know, or God willing. Um, and uh, they just go nuts. They literally go crazy because once you've been to space, what's next? Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> well, how do you top that type of thing? So you really have to put that into perspective. One other really deep thing that I've been you know, really um, focusing on or paying attention to is I've still got boys in the house. My oldest is out and he's doing his thing. He's actually just found out he's going to get, be moving out to Korea um, here in in, uh, August timeframe. And I've got my 19 year old and I got a a nine year old at home. And what I'm doing is influencing them. (laughs) So my nine year old, especially he's looking at, Hey, dad makes money by taking me to school and going and, you know, sitting in his office and reading emails all day or hanging out <laughs> Wait, with mom, you know? Job. Yeah. I that's the, that jo- job. that's my point. Exactly. That's my point. Exactly. I want that job. And it's like, yeah. no guys, I worked to get to this point. I got to make sure that they understand that. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is I, I, one of my mentors, um, came up to me one day and he said, Donnie, do you realize how much your message, your podcast, your story is impact people? And I said, well, you know, I got an idea of how many listeners, you know, listen to the show and everything else. He goes, well, that's not my point. And I said, okay, what's your point? He goes, well, how many, you, you know, the people that have reached out to you and the people that have said, thank you, or sent you an email have you ever thought about the people who haven't reached out? And I said, well, to be honest, not, not, not in particularly, um, you know, they're, they're top of mind. He goes, what you got to remember is there's more power in what you're doing for the people that don't have the courage to reach out and say thank you than the people you're dramatically impacting. He said, and his point was, is every action you take, somebody's watching, right? Somebody is is following along because as podcasters as speakers as coaches whatever you know we're in a sense carving a trail that others are following and so the actions we take and what we do is the path somebody else is going to walk and you know i'm in learning that really thinking and wrapping my head around that you know it's really a force for me to to remind myself it's 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 still to keep moving forward you know you're gonna have good days you're gonna have bad you know but the one thing that i constantly tell myself is you know this is that point in the story where everybody talks about that they held on long enough (laughs) that it finally worked Mm. you know and and that's 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 kind of my you know mantra if you will is you know somebody's watching whether you know it's it's my nieces growing up on their journey whether it's you know the listeners of the show the the followers in the groups the clients you know somebody's watching and you know I chose the path to be that guide on a journey 
and making them the heroes of the story. So I have to continue to walk that path of the guide and remember that there, that my actions, somebody else is watching. And, you know, I've got to live by those standards and, and keep moving forward. And it, it could, I think, in some instances, put a lot of pressure on people. But for me, it's helping me to evolve. It's helping me to move forward and, and you know, become a better guy, become a better, you know, mentor, better leader, better speaker. Um, it's, it's really becoming a cool driving force for me. Yeah, I get that. And, you know, <clears throat> you and I both are in a couple of the same Facebook groups and stuff like that. And that's how we got connected, quite yeah, frankly. Yeah. And, you know, it's... I kind of, I, I not kind of, I definitely struggle with this whole idea of sharing my lifestyle all over Facebook, all over social media, partly because I don't know if it's because she's Hispanic, but my wife is Hispanic and, you know, she likes to be a little bit more private and I respect that. But also because, you know, it, it one, it's like showing off and I don't, you know, some people take it that way. Others are like, man, I just want to live that way. I just want to do that. And I don't know how to do that. And, you know, they feel inferior in the whole bit. And there's just all this stuff that goes back and forth about, you know, I see certain people posting every little thing that they do on, you know, in their life, you know, everything from what they eat, how they work out, how they live and the whole bit. And then, you know, what their business is or whatever. But what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, and here's a problem. I think they're idiots, uh, and I'm just going to throw it out there. I mean, uh, nobody cares what your successes are. And uh, your day to day. Here's what's working for for me: is I'm sharing the screw ups, I'm sharing the trials. You know, I'm trying to share. I mean, I I share the wins, right? Don't get me wrong. If I if I if I get on a podcast interview, if I you know get a speaking engagement, I share those wins. Um, but I don't care if somebody knows what the hell I had for breakfast. Um, by by any means, but I know my truth is simply if if I'm willing to share and, and you know look I don't put pictures of my wife out there I mean she's very private as well um, she's my favorite ginger in the whole world um, you know but but I, I, there, there's no reason to that I mean I take people and they can see my farm every once in a while and I'll take them out and see the goats and all that but you know f for me is people learn more by understanding what struggles I went through or am going through than, than what I'm accomplishing. You know, unfortunately, there's a lot of guys in this day and age that, you know, success is the Lamborghinis and the cars and the houses and and, it, and it's tragic because because they're getting a lot of the younger generation believing that that's what success is. And anybody who's gotten to any sort of monetary success will tell you that it's empty, right? You know, it's it, if you don't have a purpose mm. to go along with it. And you know, unfortunately, you know, in a lot of the groups we share, there's a couple of guys that, that are constantly – you know, this is my dream. This is my blah. This is my, you know, workout regimen. This is, and, and, you know, look at me type things. And there's no value because they're not teaching, you know, the, the things that people need to go. I mean, people got to hear that this is not a, a simple thing and, and you're going to screw up. But most people don't want to get that vulnerable. They don't want to share the things that they're going through. And, you know, it's, it's like me simply sharing the tire story. There's a lesson in, you know, doing the things you're supposed to be doing. You know, I could have said, you know, hey, you know, I make so much money that I called a tow truck. They came out, you know, and fixed it up. And I was able to sit my butt on the couch the entire time. I could have said that, but that's not the truth. 
But mm-hmm. but it, in some circles, that would be more of the story, or they wouldn't have told about you know because God forbid they got a flat tire, you know, um, you know. So it's really about more. It's 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 better said. It's documenting, not bragging. It's mm-hmm. documenting what's going on in your life and. You know, I've had some cool wins on my story. You've had some cool wins in your story, you know, it, but it, it's it's more about if they're going to live vicariously through my actions and, and what I'm doing, then I want to show them the raw side. I want to show them, you know, you know, what my struggles are as a business owner. And I, and I, and I love telling everybody that I struggle with the employee mindset to business owner mindset. I don't want to be the guy who has all the answers. I don't want to be the guru that, that, that people are like, Oh, you know, Donnie's got all that figured out because I, I don't, I'm not even close. I'm still, mm-hmm. you know, working this ride. You know, so I I would tell everybody quit quit trying to convince people you're more than you are, and just be you, mm-hmm. because, I, I you know I know for me like on my sales journey I I started off early in my career thinking that you know I had to be the slick back hair the nice clothes you know the fancy style and and really try and project somebody that I was not. And it wasn't until, you know, years later that I realized that I was being somebody that I wasn't. And therefore, although I'd found success, it was fleeting because mm-hmm. I could keep it, you know. So, I mean, that's that's really my thought is is do it from a place of teaching, a place of genuineness, a place of real, a place of, you know, don't put yourself on a mountain. I guess that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. There are some guys out there that are really trying and, and I see it. They're trying to do the right thing and they are sharing the wins and the, and the losses and all that kind of stuff. It, it just comes off. You know, it's all about who you're going to attract into your, you know, into your circle and who you're trying to attract as a customer, a client or whatever it is that you do, man. But I dig the guys that do, you know, show the, the wins and the losses equally. Uh, it just, it just gets kind of icky after a while. There's just so many, so much of that. It's like, oh my goodness, man. Like, for instance, <laughs> with myself, I could sit here and tell you that I'm completely 100% free and I'm, you know, I don't have a boss anymore and all this kind of stuff. But then if I, you know, what you don't know, and if I don't share this, because I've already shared this uh, with my circles, the guys that, I, you know, follow me in my groups and stuff like that is what really happened is I was teleworking for DOD department of defense and I had the work that I had done for many years and they terminated that position. Now I knew it was going to be going away pretty soon, but I've been teleworking. I've been working from home doing that job. I lost $4,200 a month Hmm. in that deal. $4,200 a month out of my pocket. That's my play money right now. But what that did for me is allowed me the opportunity to, do more of what I enjoy doing, which is helping businesses generate more revenue and get more clients and and convert more clients. That's what I enjoy doing. And that's what I was kind of doing on the side. Now it just allows me the opportunity to replace that income over the next couple of months and do it on my own terms in a way that I want to do. But most people don't hear that whole story. They're like, damn, he's just making all this money. No, it's not about that. And it's not living a lifestyle like this isn't about all the money. It's about everything you know, having your finances straight, having your insurance in place and all this other kind of stuff where you are comfortable, you can sleep well at night, 
So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting. Um, you know, I would challenge you to to share that story out there, not from the perspective of this is what I'm going through, but this is how I, what I created because of it. You know, this is the journey I went on because there's a lot of value. I mean, how how many people in this world go through a similar situation where they've lost their job from from whatever they eliminated position or corporate downsize like i was in my youth i, I say corporate downsize my butt was fired but they called it a corporate <laughs> downsize you know um you know um because they were being politically correct but you know it, it's it's those type of things that that there's so many lessons in there that people could could get from that moment because maybe they're going through it mm-hmm. and I've found that when I share those type of stories of, you know, here's the lesson, here's what I learned out of this, you know, here's what I got out of this, that's when people seem to more engage with it because it's relatable. You know, it, it, it's, it's you saying, hey, you're just like me, you're, you're human. You know, and and sharing those stories, and then, you know, you ain't gonna do it like some of these guys are doing it, where they're sharing it every five seconds. Mm. Um, you know, but but you know, it is uh, therapeutic and helpful to others to, you know, walk them through your journey in a in a sincere, genuine manner. Yeah, yeah, and and I do, and and that's a that's a very good point, and. It's one of those things that, like I said, my wife's very private when it comes to our finances and stuff like that. But that's why I created my own private, you know, Men mm-hmm. of Abundance Group and Abundance and Prosperity Mastery because those are the guys that I can share that information with. And we have kind of a pack, you know, what's said in the group stays in the group type of thing. Um, and if it gets out, oh, well, it gets out. But I do it for that reason because I want them to realize that, look, I yeah, I got stuff figured out, but not everything's figured out and stuff does happen. So you just have to... That's why I'm so big on having a side hustle uh, with so many people for no many, many reasons, not just that. Right. But, um, you know, you play sports, you can get injured. Your identity's gone. You, you're not making money doing that anymore. Or, you know, you, that can relate to anything as a mechanic. Um, it doesn't matter what your industry is. Something can happen to where you can no longer do that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, um, you know, unfortunately, people put too much value on what they do instead of who they are and their their livelihood and their lifestyle becomes a thing and not a person, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's like you said, the sports, the garage, you know, whatever their job is. And, you know, in, in the day and age we live in, you know, people spend more time at their work or their job or their company than they do anywhere else. Unless they're you sitting on their couch doing nothing. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you that was know, some of that remark. <laughs> but but I mean, but the, but that's the truth. So somewhere along the way, they get lost in you know this is me versus who they are, and you know that's that's why there's so much information in the world about working on yourself to to keep yourself in the game properly so you can be detached and that's the same token why you know it's smart to 
I mean, I don't like the word hustle just because I feel like, you know, somebody's getting screwed in that conversation. Yeah, I don't like it either. I'm not too <laughs> Yeah. You know, um, but but I love the, the whole phrase and the whole idea behind the side business. I mean, even in my company, you know, I've got three entities that are all under one umbrella because I'm I'm scared to have all eggs in one mm. basket, you know. Yeah, because we've been uh, there. Yeah, absolutely. You know. And that's going to be interesting to see when we get this next market downturn, what happens. Um, because I'm, I'm afraid that there's been so many gurus on the marketplace and so many uh, bad advice out there. I mean, people I don't think intentionally are giving bad advice. I just think they don't know any better. Mm -hmm. I, I hope that's the truth. I really hope that's the truth. But um, – you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because, you know, a lot of your younger generations that are that are in the game now, I mean, they haven't been through a downturn. They haven't mm -hmm. been punched in the face. And so uh, it's 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 going to be a interesting next couple of years to to see what happens with all of this. Yeah, you know? no, it's a very good point as well. And one of the things that I always think about when you're saying stuff like that about all the advice that's out there, so many people are so quick to follow the big names. I mean, the Gary mm -hmm. Vaynerchuks and, and all the other folks out there. And that's cool. You know, I think they put out some, some pretty good content. And a lot of it is mindset. If you really pay attention to it, guys, a lot of it, 80% of it is mindset. The rest is strategy. That's true in anything that you're going to do, whether it's business, it doesn't matter. But the, uh, you know, I, I did a post a long time ago. It was a live face, Facebook live that posted to YouTube uh, about stop following Gary Vaynerchuk today. And what I meant by that is, Follow him who he was back when he was doing YouTube videos for his dad's mm -hmm. wine business or when he was going around to yard sales and, and buying, you know, used toys and stuff like that and selling them on eBay. You know, follow him from then because that's where you are today. You can't follow Gary Vaynerchuk today being who you are today where you're at in your business unless you're currently making billions of dollars and you just want to make more. You know, I mean, that's not who you want to follow. Thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I, I I agree. You know, here here's my only struggle with Gary, and I and I love a lot of Gary V's you know topics. I love his energy's fine with me, and of course, God knows I love his mouth because um, <laughs> he cusses as you know worse than I do, and so that makes me not look so bad. And I've been proud, Wally. I've I've been clean all the way through good. your show. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so it's one of those things out of respect. I didn't know if you allowed cussing, so I was trying to be nice. Um, but but you know. The problem with Gary's message is, and I, and I love your thoughts that following back in the yeah, day. I'm just using him as one example, but absolutely, yeah, go on. absolutely. But 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 you know that message of the grind it out is a quick way to the grave. Mm. I right. think no, you know, one hundred percent. Because because these these kids and the people that are following and listening to him are you know well you've got to put in eighteen hours a day to be successful and and you know look. I don't care where you've been in your life, but you stack up seven, eight, 18 hour days back to back. And if you're in the military, you've done it several times. Um, uh, you know, your body at some point says, dude, slow to hell down, mm -hmm. you know, because you're, you're, you're about to get punched in the face health wise, you know, and it's, it's not healthy. There's no family balance in the mix, you know, and if you're, if you're in the entrepreneur business owner game, you already struggle with that enough as is, you know, trying to find time to spend time with the, your, your family and your kids and your loved ones and everything else, man, if, if you get into that, that, that over the top grind mentality, something's got to give, 
mm-hmm. you know, something's going to break. And, you know, uh, I have to remind myself because, you know, once you start running your business, there's a mind shift that happens and you don't stop thinking about the company. You don't stop thinking about, you know, your next deals coming through, your next growth strategies, you know, and all you don't, it just doesn't turn off unless you force yourself into a position to turn it off and 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 make it a, a point to do that. So, I mean, that that's really, and I, but I do love the philosophy of following how he started. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that that mentality of just figuring it out, get it done, you know, just just be cautious, very particularly of those. You got to work 100 hours Um, and, you know, look at the message a lot of these gurus are putting out there. If they're standing in front of Lamborghinis and they're standing in front of these big houses and they're they're showing off. I would really challenge whether their message is valid and, and not that they're lying, but, but you know, what are they really trying to teach you or are they just trying to sell you? And I, I have a lot more respect for the, the, the guy or gal that, that, that is, you know, doing a, you know, selfie video camera, just sharing their journey and story of what they're going through versus the the studio prop over the top stuff trying mm-hmm. to sell you something. Yeah, absolutely. And in regard to the whole working 18-hour days and all that kind of stuff, you know, think about it guys. Look at any farmer. Look at corporate guys. Look at and just about any other vocation out there, they work, you know, 9, 10, 12-hour, 13-hour, 18-hour days, whatever. And look at their lifestyle. Look at doctors. Yeah, I I, grew, I was in the you know military for 25 years and I was in the medical field and worked around doctors, and in the military in general. None of them guys are multi. Now there are a couple. I've seen a couple of LESs from a couple of providers that would blow your freaking mind, but they worked a lot of hours. Their 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 families enjoyed a great lifestyle. <laughs> they themselves however did not and it's you know my point is is working long hours working hard is not the answer man you got to be smart about what you're doing and like for instance with myself at this point i will never work with more one-on-one i've got you know some group stuff but i will never work more than one-on-one for more than five people at any given time because that's taxing my time and i live a lifestyle that i truly enjoy and i don't make millions of dollars i go to disney whenever i want we're going to disney this weekend you know and and epcot and 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 universal and all that kind of stuff i'm gonna actually this i take that back next weekend i'm driving to georgia just to watch my son's kids while they're going on a on a couple's retreat you know, I can do stuff like that. And I want to keep doing stuff like that. I don't need a million dollars to do that. And it drives me nuts when people people say, well, Wally, I want, you know, how can I earn a billion dollars? One, I don't know, because I'm not earning a billion dollars. But I give you an idea. You don't want to, you don't. you have no idea the, the problems that a billionaire has. Uh, you want the lifestyle that they portray, but you don't want the problems that they have. I don't, I really don't think you do. No, and I would add on to that, you know, is what people often forget that $100,000 is a lot of money. It's a lot. (laughs) Especially, you know what, especially when you got everything else straight, when you got your insurance taken care of, when you got, when you don't have, you know, a hundred, you know, $80,000 credit card debt and all this other kind of stuff. That's the, that's when a hundred thousand dollars isn't that much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's about 
understanding why you're why why you're living on this earth. I think you know. I mean, I don't pretend to know all the ups and downs of of life and all of that by any stretch of the imagination. But you know, I, I love telling you know my wife the, the simple fact that babe. We've got our forever home. We 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 know where we're gonna live for the rest of our life. We know this lifestyle. So whatever success may come our way, we just build upon our foundation here, right? Mm-hmm. And you know that's that's a a a just a cool cool you know thought process and feeling. And I don't want the hassles of a millionaire, right? I don't want the hassles of you know, the, the billionaire and all that only because of, you know, the stress and everything that comes with that, you know, um, that's why I love the book, the millionaire next door. Hmm, love that book. You know, he it's, just wrote it, another one. I just saw it in the bookstore the other day. There's a, oh, there's a really? new addition to it. Yeah. I didn't pick yeah. it up, but I noticed it was there. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. I mean, but that's it. I mean, I want to, the, the guy that, that, that's under the radar, you know, I, I mean, I know I say that I love the celebrity spotlight. I love being on stages and, you know, and all that, don't get me wrong. Um, um, but, but financially that's, I want to be more the millionaire next door, you know, it's under the, under the radar type thing, you know, but, um, uh, I don't know. Life life's too short to not figure out how to enjoy it and and get balance. And I mean, I think a lot of people struggle with it. I mean, I I struggle with it. Mm-hmm. You know, with with my business and and you know, I'm almost a year and a half in the business now for myself. And you know, learning daily. You know, uh, learning what works and what doesn't That's the work. Fun part. You know, here's here's the thing. I'm in I'm embracing that thought process for me. You know, um, uh, I that's that's the, the struggle with an employee mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, is is I tell people I'm a business owner, not an entrepreneur. And the difference being is the entrepreneur enjoys the creation, right? They enjoy the building. They enjoy the model. I'm learning to in, in, embrace that, but it doesn't come naturally for me because. I always had a job, you know, I, I, I showed up, I kicked a little, am I allowed to cuss while I'm being yeah, good? Hey, yeah. This is, keep it real. All right. All right. So, but you, know, you show up, you do what you're freaking supposed to do. You kick a little ass and, and, you know, you figure things out. Well, now running a business, I show up, I kick a little ass, I figure things out, but then I got to go do it again. And do it again and do it again, you know, um, which is, 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 it's in learning to embrace that, okay, I show up, I do those things. Now, what's the process? Okay. How do I recreate that process now? Can I bring somebody else in to help me maneuver that, create that, move it forward? You know, so it, it comes into what am I building? What am I creating? So I'm, I'm learning very, very, very quickly through a lot of trial and error and, you know, uh, going through coaches and everything else. But um, some people really enjoy the creation side of things. I'm learning to have the patience to go through it, to become it. Because I'm so in that spotlight where I'm like, I should already be there, right? I should already be, you know, sitting on the big stages, you know, uh, sitting next to the guys whose podcasts are sitting next to mine in, in some of the top spots in the world. And, and you know, I have to constantly say, hey, 
you know, you're going through it. That's the game. That's the process. Go through it and embrace that. But that that's not a skill set that's come natural for me. It's really cool that you said that too, because guys, especially those of you out there who are, you know, wanting to be entrepreneurs, think you're an entrepreneur, business owner. One of the biggest, this is a huge issue with, with entrepreneurs and business owners is one, we have that mentality that if it's going to be done right, I got to get it done. And I know you don't edit your own shows. You got, you know, you got people out there that do stuff for you. Coaches are extremely yep. important, you know, and people think about, well, why am I going to pay somebody to show me how to do something in strategies or whatever the case may be? I mean, think about this guys, professionals have been going to and hiring coaches of sorts for years. Doctors go to their conferences every year. Attorneys go to their conferences every year because they're constantly learning. They have to constantly learn. You have to do the same thing. And you have to realize you can't do it all. If you do, you just got a very, you just have a job. That's yeah. what you have because it's always going to be you. But Donnie, we're going to transition just a little bit here because sure. I like to get into this kick in the gut moment, brother, because, <laughs> you know, we talked about some ups and downs and we were talking about this. So let's really get into that up and down that, you know, that, that kick in the gut that you had. And then we're going to transition into basically what did you take away from that? How yeah. did it transition your life if it did at all? Yeah, absolutely. No, this is awesome. So really at about the six month mark for my business, um, I was almost out of business. I mean, I, I literally was looking at my wife going, babe, this isn't going to work. Um, and uh, that was tough because I was I was at that spot of telling my wife that, you know, babe, we're going to lose our forever home. You know, we're going to lose a farm. We're going to lose the cars. You know, I, I had a second house on the property from my mother-in-law and I was trying to figure out how to hell, you know, so I, I, I put all this on me and you know, for six months of that journey, I didn't have a coach. I didn't have a mentor because by God, I was donning and going to make it happen. And, uh, you know, thank God, um, I threw a hail Mary pass and, uh, I had one last speaking engagement and, you know, I, I had watched a video or a TV show called, um, uh, I don't know, I don't remember the name of it, but it was an acapella singing show. My wife is a huge singer and, and whatnot. But but we were watching this acapella show. And at the end of this show, this college group, acapella college group, did this song called Take Me to Church. And I forget who sings, and I'm not a big music guy. And this kid, the, the smallest guy in their entire troop, sang so hard that at the end of the song, he literally fell to his knees from pure exhaustion. Mm. And even the, the, the boys to men guy that was one of the three judges or whatever looked at him and said, you know, you just left it all on the stage. And that just hit me so hard. So if I went in this last speaking engagement and I said, I'm just going to leave it all. I mean, this is, if this is the last one I ever do. That I'm giving it everything I got. And I did. And at the end of that thing, I was exhausted. I was wore out. Um, I, I, I put everything I had into it. And then and the coolest thing happened is a guy in the, in the audience, you know, came up to me and said, man, I loved your passion. I loved your story. I just loved everything that you did. I'd like to come tell my your story on my podcast. And there's a whole lot of mechanics that happened after that. But I mean, the short and skinny of it is that moment's what saved my business. Because once I found podcasting, I understood that for the six months, all I had done, and you said it a second ago, was create a job for myself. 
right? I hadn't built a business. And podcasting taught me processes. It taught me procedures. It taught me, you know, deliverables and how to work with vendors. And, you know, um, you know, it forced me to get back into coaches, you know, and it, and it forced me to understand what type of coach I need to work with and those type of things. But my one of my most viral posts I have out there is 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 simply a picture of me with one quote on the picture. And it said I had to fail miserably to find fail miserably to finally discover who I am. And and, and dude, that that's it. I had to go down to almost completely losing everything before I was able to get my ego out of the way and go, all right, you can't do this by yourself. You know, you've got to start evolving in this whole scenario. And it's been a wild ride since, man. Yeah, and then uh, obviously that turned into uh, Donnie's Success Champions, which I was honored to be a guest. I think it was episode 116 right i was probably right around there yeah, yeah. and uh that was just an amazing experience to be uh, on your show because it's just the way you carry the way you control the conversation and i mean it's just amazing i was so honored to be on the show but how did that all evolve where did that come from you know uh i love telling a story so when i realized that uh, i was going to go into podcasting so after that speech, my my first uh, podcast that I went on was um, that guy's, and from his show that I went on as a guest, I picked up a new new client. So I do a lot of sales coaching and mentoring, and I do a lot of uh, you know helping. Uh, surprisingly, when you work with a lot of men, I actually work with a lot of women. Um, and most of the women I work with are absolute badasses. You know, they're, they're, they're going through life and they're at that point where they know that there's just so much more, but they've hit some sort of block. Um, but that's where I find myself working with, well, I picked up this, this gal as a new client of mine and I went, holy crap, I can go on podcast and people are going to reach out and become a client hold my beer and watch this. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> so I was on like 67 shows in 30 days, Wally. I, wow. I, I literally, man, if I found out you had a podcast, I was calling you, I was emailing you and I put together a whole process to get on, 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 on these shows. Well, I happened to go on one show and I'll never say the guy's name, but, but it was bad. And what I mean by bad was before the show, he sent me a list of 20 questions, which I thought actually was was cool. Nobody had ever, you know, sent me questions like prepared before. And I thought, oh, that's, that's different. OK, that's fun. Let's try that. And so I show up and, you know, I know what question he's going to ask. And I always prefer the questions that are off the cuff and because you get more real answers than some sort of canned prepared thing. And we start off and he goes, question one. And I answer question one. All right, cool. He goes, question two. And I'm like, okay, so I answer question two. And he goes, question three. And about that time, I realized, holy crap, this dude's going to keep going. So me being me, I'm like, all right, tell me your story. You know, what did you into? How did you start this thing? And he goes, question four. Whoa, really? <laughs> dude. And, and he was just, and we went through 20 questions. I mean, the episode's out there. Um, I, You can go find it yourself. But yeah. No uh, yeah. <laughs> he went through and and I really the thought I had you know somewhere around question 10 11 was holy crap if this dude can even have a minor success I'm in mm -hmm. so that's when I launched the show 
Um, and what a lot of people don't know is Donnie Success Champions, which has seen all the success, is my second podcast. So I started my first podcast, and you're going to see a theme between how I started my business and how I started my podcast. But I started my my first podcast, which was called the Run Like Hell Podcast. I went and got a coach, you know, that had a studio, and I went and recorded, and I shut it down after seven episodes. And it had nothing to do with a coach or studio or anything. It had everything to do with me. The show had no vision, had no direction. I didn't know who my avatar was. And so I was just showing up and ad-libbing and it had no substance. I mean, I had a ton of people that said, hey, I listened to the show and, you know, there was some good things on it. But but it wasn't delivering enough value to people. So I said, you know, if I'm going to figure this out, then I'm going to do it myself. So through a lot of YouTube videos and a lot of you know, podcast groups and everything else. I taught myself how to podcast. And then I got about, I don't know, somewhere between six and 10 episodes into, you know, where I did the work of editing my show and all the ancillaries that go along with it. And I'm like, all right, this is not for me. And this is where I learned to start working with vendors. I picked up a great friend of mine now, Joe Phelan, who's an army veteran. And Joe's been editing my show for 160 some odd episodes now. And does amazing work. I mean, Joe and I hardly ever talk. And, and you know, we have a, you know, a whole system down to where I don't have to touch it. And he edits and it goes out. Commercials get put in. You know, it's, it's a beautiful thing. But it's those type of things that taught me, you know, how to do business. And, man, since I found the podcast, international speaking gigs, uh, keynotes across the U.S., lots of coaching clients. I mean, uh, it's 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 been a fun ride that you know keeps me humble and taught me a whole lot in the same token. Man, that's very cool. Yeah, thanks for sharing that story and the whole bit. I always love hearing how the whole thing comes together. What are some good news stories from basically what you've been doing as a business coach or anything else from, coming from the podcast? You've shared a couple, but what is, what's yep. a good news story? So, so the interesting thing is what a lot of business owners do, you're always thinking about your business and they're, 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 you're just always churning. At least that's, that's my truth. Okay. And um, one night I'm in the midst of my podcast is, I don't know, it hit top 200 in the business category. I don't know if I'd fully hit top 200 overall and I sometimes pop in there, but, um, and I'm three 30 in the morning and I know the exact time because I got up and looked at the clock, but I sprung awake and I went, holy crap, that's the answer. And what I realized is every time I do a video, or excuse me, an interview on the podcast that I'm sitting across from somebody for an hour, getting their story, getting their message, getting everything. And I realize that's all content. So I put together a team of videographers, graphic designers, and copywriters. And, you know, we put together some packages that now everybody who comes on the show, we, we offer, you know, to turn that that episode into a bunch of social content for them. And we thought it was going to be a cool thing to offer our guest. Well, the funny thing was is some of the people and our guests took us up on that, which is awesome and it was great. But then they also told you know some of their friends about this 
And next thing you know, we're, we're doing this for small businesses and we're, you know, I, I, we did a spa, we, we, we did some coaching, you know, and it started growing. And so we started a whole second, you know, company under our umbrella that's all about content development. So we sit with small businesses and interview them, not for the podcast, but to capture that content and turn it into micro videos, blog posts, you know, social graphics and everything else. But it came because I was always thinking about the business and it's, it's wild that, that when, when you're doing the right things and you're working on your business and you're growing, you know, the universe sometimes just opens up and says hello and puts something in front of you. And so now that's evolved into a couple of other really, really cool places. And I've got a free you know, an offer for your guest. Um, if you're okay with that, Wally, I don't want to presume anything, but, um, uh, you know, it's, it's came from knowing that my business needed another revenue stream. And because all my business at that time was coming from coaching, um, uh, you know, I had a sponsor on my podcast, but that was covering cost. It wasn't really a profit center. Um, so I needed a new revenue stream and, and by constantly thinking, you know, what's something that I can add to my company, this opened up a whole nother avenue to allow me to diversify. So now I've got the content company, um, we're launching a podcast course or launching a content development course, um, of course, I do public speaking and coaching. So right now I've got three main you know, income streams coming into the business. But when everything's fully functional, we'll have five different revenue streams coming into the business. And that's when I think I'll, I, I'll finally embrace that maybe I am an entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. Man, I remember you telling me that when I was on your show too about putting all that content together. And listen to this, guys. You know, we always hear about repurposing content. I mean, you turn your videos into you know, eBooks or full on books or, you know, any number of things. It's just all this stuff, but you're doing it for yourself, right? Yep. Donnie's taking an opportunity here to do it for his guests and make a revenue stream off of that. No, by the way, if you haven't paid attention, he's employing other people. Other people are getting into the project as well and they're benefiting from the whole bit. And this is just why I, I, I'm a business and life strategist. And there are just so many ways when you sit down and look at what it is you're doing right now today, that somehow you can, if anything, have just share your information and start sharing your information about what you know. You Right now you have what I refer to as the curse of knowledge. You know things that other people don't know and want to know and are willing to pay for. Consider that. Yep. So, Donnie, we're going to transition again here. We're going to get into the pay it forward round, brother. Are you ready to do that? Let's do it. Awesome. Question one. No, <laughs> you know what's funny about that is, is as many times as I've had the pleasure of telling that story on podcast, that always comes back to it. Um, there you go. They get that pause and they're like, question five. Yeah. <laughs> I love it's it. crazy, man. All right. So share one to three actionable steps that men of abundance can take today. Um, number one, get punched in the face by life. And here's what I mean is is if you are not finding struggles if you are not finding if you're not screwing up if you're not um finding yourself in a place of of angst because something's not going well then you're not going big enough um hands down um go back to how i started this with the tire story 
if if you're not finding yourself in a situation where you've got to choose to do the thing you need to do versus versus not then then you're not going big enough take action and the second thing is quit quit setting goals and i drive people nuts with this Mm. i don't think goals work i think goals absolutely demotivate people and here's why is most people look at goal setting and they say i want to be a millionaire tomorrow you know or some random thing they set goals they don't already believe that they can do start setting milestones and here's what i mean you need to have a vision of where you're going and where you want to get to and then once you have that now you need incremental growth and i'm not talking about breaking it down backwards and figuring out all the micro steps and all that what i'm talking about is and i'll take it to a sales perspective because that's where i come from let's say you know you average ten thousand dollars a month as a sales guy which is a you know good honest sales position if you want to average ten thousand a month so you did hundred twenty thousand dollars last year don't turn around and say i'm going to do a million dollars the following year because you're not going to even be able to fathom and wrap your head around this whole idea of 10xing is just retarded to me. So, so instead, go from 10,000 and go, okay, can we get to 11? Let's see if we can get to 11 for two months in a row. Can we get to 12? Cool. Now that we're at 12, let's do that a couple months in a row and, and then keep moving forward. And then the third thing that I'll absolutely tell you is go big and loud. And what I mean by big and loud is in this day and age, if you don't have a social strategy in your business, if you are not actively social selling in whatever you're doing, you're losing. I grew up in a world of cold calls and kicking doors in and, and you know that was sales. Now, 85% of my business comes from online and social conversations. And a quick tactical way that you can do to start a social selling strategy is start every day with 10 reach outs. Every day, I guarantee if you go to your LinkedIn profile, your Facebook profile, whatever, you have contacts. And I guarantee that you don't know who most of those contacts are, uh, especially on LinkedIn because everybody accepts everybody. Start going every morning and doing 10 reach outs and, and start you know, saying, hey, we're connected on, on LinkedIn. I don't know a whole lot about your story. Would you be up for a 30-minute Zoom call just to network and get to know each other? I promise you, if you start doing that, you're going to start bringing people so much value. And don't go into it to sell them anything. Go into it to really understand them and get to know them. And you're going to be amazed at how much that impacts your business um, not only from a networking, but from a personal development standpoint, because you're now positioning yourself to help others. So that was rapid fire. Hope you caught them all. <laughs> no, that's great, man. And guys, you know, you can go back and rewind this and re-listen to that again, because that's gold right there. Listen, guys, um, I don't get a chance to do it all the time, but I do send a video welcome to everybody that connects with me on Facebook through Messenger. I'll send them a, a, just a really short, because I, I use the actual app, so you can only do like, I think it's like 30 seconds or something like this, maybe a minute. It's not that long, but it's really quick just to introduce myself. And then I on LinkedIn, I do something similar. But, you know, what most people do is they they follow, again, the gurus, or they just follow somebody who's saying do Facebook ads. And you go out there and you spend a million dollars on Facebook ads and get absolutely nothing back, and you're surprised. Because yep. nobody knows who the hell you are and everybody else is out there doing it. The people they do know is, is marketing on Facebook and they're not buying from them either. 
So yep. why would they buy from you and don't know who you are? You got to build that relationship, man. It's it, No matter what comes up in our future, when it comes down to selling yourself and selling your business, it's all it, it always breaks down to relationships. So you have to build that relationship. And how you do that, there's just so many strategies out there to do it, man. Donnie just shared a couple with you right there. And between the two of us, I'm sure we've got at least 200 different strategies to um, really build a, a, a relationship with your target audience. Yeah, so, can yeah, I give you one more? Yeah, please do, absolutely. Um, uh, and I, I should have thrown this in the mix, but here's, here's the thing. In this day and age, you should start a podcast. And here's why. And last year, there was 200,000 podcasts launched, okay? To put that in perspective is there was 4 million books written last year. So, so if you put that out, podcasting is still in its infancy. Here's the thing. Podcasting has become my number one networking tool on the face of the earth. And I'm going to use financial advisors just because I love to pick on them. Um, but imagine you're a financial advisor and you're going out and you're networking and everything else and, and you know, People are sloughing you off or, or giving you a cold shoulder because you walk up and you say, I'm a financial advisor. So you're finding every other angle to introduce yourself. Here's what I want you to do. Go start a fly fishing podcast or whatever you geek out on. It doesn't have to be fly fishing, but whatever you geek out on. Now imagine this. You have a podcast about fly fishing, okay? Now when you're out networking, instead of saying I'm a financial advisor, you lead with I'm a podcaster. I happen to podcast about fly fishing. I'm actually actively looking to interview people who also geek out on fly fishing. You know what happens? And then people in the crowd go, you know, see the CEO of XYZ company. I know he's a huge, you know, uh, you know, fly fisher guy. And you're like, oh, all right. So now you reach out to the CEO of this major corporation who happens to be in fly fishing and you go, okay. I'd love to have you come on my show and just talk about why you're so much into fly fishing. You then, because 90% of the time, they're going to agree. And then next thing you know, you've got an hour-long intimate conversation with somebody, and you're both geeking out over the same thing, whatever you geek out about. And now you're able to, to, to follow up at a later time and say, man, I really enjoyed that interview. Thanks for so much for doing that care to have a cup of coffee and we can talk a little bit business about what you do and what I do. And now you've, you, you've created a bond and, and a, a relationship. They're going to take that second call. So, I mean, just think about what, whatever it is that you geek out on, whatever it is that you're into and start a podcast on it. I, I did this at a, an event and an, a gentleman who sold HR consulting walked up to me and he goes, all right, I sell HR consulting. Nobody gives a damn about HR consulting. I'm like, you're absolutely right. He goes, so what the hell do I start a podcast about? And I said, well, what do you, you geek out on as a kid? And he goes, oh, that's easy. It's motorcycles. You know, I raced them. I love building them. I'm like, do you feel that energy you have right now? And he's like, absolutely. I'm like, wouldn't it be cool if you started a podcast about motorcycles? And, you know, now you're going after and he goes, you just effing blew my mind. And I don't know if he ever did. I never you know, followed up to see if he did. But but that's it. I mean, you know, in this day and age, it's so inexpensive, you know, with technology and everything else, get in podcasting, freaking launch a show and make it whatever you geek out about. Yeah, and there are so many different crazy shows out there. I, I could list so many. One I personally know is uh, Whitetail Rendezvous. Uh, with uh, Bruce Hutchin, who loves hunting whitetail. And now he's got sponsors from different, you know, like Cabela's and all these different, you know, 
products around hunting whitetail hunting in general you know and yeah. he just gets to have these amazing conversations with just like you said man great great strategy man i absolutely love that one so i'm gonna ask uh, a couple more questions here sure. what, what are the rituals that make the biggest impact in your mm -hmm. life donnie uh, regiment, regiment. I have such a morning routine and I, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of people that talk about morning routines. I don't, I, you know, I don't know if, if having a morning regiment, you know, routine works for everybody, but it, but it works for me. Um, so I have the farm. So of course I have the discipline of, you know, having to take care of the animals and very routine, but my day, because, you know, I run a daily podcast gets so, so strict in the mornings in the process I go through. That's a repeatable session seven days a week, um, and I've and I've built it so it's just like clockwork. And there's a lot of moving parts, but it includes journaling. It includes, you know, five minutes of just thought to myself. But it includes all my social posts, um, all of my ten reach outs. Because even though I told you I'll do ten reach outs, I do ten reach outs every day. Um, and you know, it's it's such a regiment. And what I found for me is when I was first running my business, I was doing stuff on the business, I mean, excuse me, in the business, not on the business. By putting the regimen in, I was starting to take care of the things that made me money first. And then I was able to go do all the other stuff that I needed to do for my mm -hmm. business, um, which was huge. The, the other one is, you know, for me, is doing the things that scare the hell out of me. Um, uh, I've learned... That if something sounds intimidating, scary, frightful, whatever, and it's a business S type thing, that nine out of ten times it's a universe telling me to go that direction. So now when some sort of fear pops up, I'm looking at it and going, okay, how do I tackle this? And it's, that, it's not about a tackling and conquering that fear. It's not that. It's about going through the process and evolving as you go through that process and, and going for it. Um, and then the last thing is absolutely journaling. Um, uh, getting the thoughts out of your damn head and, and start writing them down. And it's amazing um, how when you, you are able to transition those thoughts from your mind to paper that – in some senses, it's freedom. In some senses, it's it's uh, helping you evolve on your journey. Yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan. They all know I'm a huge fan of journaling. It gets stuff out of your head, um, makes space for more stuff because I don't have a whole lot of space up there to begin with, uh, storing <laughs> capacity anyway. But I got to get it down, and then it just gets more and more creative, man. What are you reading or listening to that you would recommend to our abundant leaders, and why? Yeah, I, well, funny thing is, I have an ebook that's called "That's Not How You Journal, Jackass," Ooh, um, and it's on my website, donnybovine.com. It's free, um, but I, I wrote that to walk through the process of how I finally figured out journaling. Cool. Um, um, but uh, so right now, I'm I'm heavily involved in a ton of podcasts. Um, you know, I'm I'm and so ingrained in that in that community um, that there's a couple of episodes. Um, there's a group of gals that I'm, I'm enjoying but um the book that i'm getting ready to start as soon as i get through this regimen of podcast is can't hurt me by david goggins brother i just you have to do it on audio i just finished it yeah, and i'm I, gonna do it again 
Yeah, so so I went on a podcast on Saturday, and these gals were talking about it. And I like David Goggins. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think I could hang out with David Goggins. I don't think him and I would get along just because our egos were, are so big. But mm-hmm. I love his message. And, um, you know, they were just talking about this book. And, you know, one of the things that the gal, one of the gals said is, man, when you read that book, you realize – your excuses are the stupidest things on the face of the earth because of his story and his journey, these things going through. So I'm really looking forward to, to diving, um, into that. But the last book I read was E-Myth again. Um, only because I was, I'm in a position of putting all the processes and things back into my business. But, um, hell, I usually have two or three books going at a time. It's just, Audio is changing the game a lot for me right now, and I'm consuming a lot of podcasts. A yeah, lot of podcasts. yeah. I, you know, I'm glad you brought up the David Goggins because I'm sure I've talked about it quite a few times at the point of this episode being posted. But David, quite frankly, has, I believe, has changed the way audiobooks are to be written and that's read what I hear because it's it's part audiobook and it's part podcast because after each chapter or in between scenes. Uh, so to speak, him and the uh, his ghostwriter, uh, who's basically reading the book for him, also interviews him. It's just uh, freaking amazing. And I was first introduced to David because of um, Living with a Seal, uh, written by um, Jesse Itzler. And he briefly uh, talks about that experience in the book. But I'm telling you guys that if you have not read that book already or listened to it, I strongly encourage you to get the audio. It is going to blow your mind. You're going to... I just talked with a lady the other day, uh, yes, last night, as a matter of fact, who's a uh, former Navy, and she said she was in tears, laughing, uh, frustrated with with your with herself. I felt all the same emotions, man. Great, yeah. great book, absolutely yeah. huge. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, it's a, it's a ride, man. It is a ride, and you know what? Here's the funny thing about it. Um, I'm. <laughs> I don't want to give it away, but bottom line is this, you're going to want to make yourself uncomfortable while you read that book. Get back with me after you get or listen to that book. Get back with me after you listen to it. Yeah, I will. I'm not true. I'm, yeah, not, yeah. I'm not telling the truth. All right. So what do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance, Tony? Their beliefs. Um, I think people are moving through life to plateau. And here, here's, here's what I mean. I think people are trying to get to a spot where they can stop and not go they they uh, i mean i did so much in my sales career where i thought man if i can just get to this level i can stop i don't have to do any more if i can just get to these couple of big accounts you know i can turn it off if i just if i just if i just if i just and here's what i know now here's what i know is there's never turning it off because when you plateau you actually start going downhill. And I believe life's a big-ass wheel. And, and, and it's all about momentum. And it's all about um, moving forward. And I think people have this belief, if I can just get to X, you know, life's good. So, so be willing to get punched in the face by life. Be willing to step into your fears and be willing to go for it and then and then keep moving forward because there is no plateau. There's only up or there's down. That's it. Yeah, wonderful. What does living a life of abundance mean to you? Um, 
and I'm going to use the word of Dan Dwyer just because I really like this whole thought process. And it's leaving it better than you found it. And I think for for me, as I continue on my journey, is uh, helping other people step into their zone and and get to the uh, get them to take action on their life. And so, living a, a abundance is being the torch, being the light, being the being the guide on their journey, making them the hero to 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 go for it. And in the words of Zig Ziglar, man, if you help enough people get what they want, you get what you want. And, you know, I, I, I think that's that's my my entire motive in this world is not by inspiring others to go for it, by but by in helping others take action in their own journey. Yeah, no sure words have been said, man. Absolutely. So, brother, we're going to have successchampionspodcast.com linked up in the show notes as well as donnybovine.com linked up in the show notes you don't have to worry, that, worry about writing that down guys um it's all going to be linked up there but what did we not talk about today donnie that you want to ensure that our abundant leaders get out of our conversation today you know that that you know life's too short not to go for it whatever goal for it means for you get in the game and have some fun and you know you are influenced by Everything you feed your mind with, make sure you're feeding it with good stuff. Make sure you're surrounding yourself by by good people. Turn off the chaos. Turn off the news. Turn off the newspapers. Turn off all that crap and start feeding your mind and going for it. If, if, if you understand and embrace that you are your influences, then then life gets a lot simpler when you start betting on you. And you start going for it because you start feeding yourself with the right stuff. Have fun and go for it. Absolutely, man. And how else can our uh, guys get more of you? Yeah, so name of the podcast is Donnie Success Champions. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, you know, of course, DonnieBovian.com, like you talked about. Uh, successchamps.us is another website we have that talks about the content development company. Uh, Instagram, Donnie.Bovine, Twitter, Donnie Bovine, LinkedIn, I'm all over there. Hell, send me an email at Donnie at DonnieBovine.com. I don't have anybody that monitors. It's all me. Um, and I will get back to you. may not be immediately, but I will get back to you. You know, reach out, say hello, and, you know, uh, uh, let's all rise up together. You know, as a, fr- a good friend of mine says, badasses unite. So let's rise together. Excellent, man. And you had a gift for the uh, listeners? Absolutely. So if, if anybody's interested and you struggle with social content, um, you know, we took out a small portion of the content package. So for 97 bucks, if you're interested, you can reach out to send me an email at Donnie at DonnieBovine.com and we will uh, put together a package of eight social graphics for you. Um, you know, it's a couple hundred dollar value that we reduce down for a lot of the shows. Um, but we'll walk you through it'll be your images. We'll put some content over the top of it, make it all for you guys. But, you know, like I said, cost is $97 and you can also go to my website at donnybovine.com and you can get a couple of things. Of course I have the jackass journal there, which everybody calls that jackass journal. There's a finding your strength worksheet and how to figure out your playing defenses worksheet for free on the website as well. So check those out. Just go to DonnieBovine.com. I believe it's slash downloads, and you can find all three of those free resources. 
Excellent, man. We'll have all that linked up in the show notes, brother. Greatly appreciate it. Dig the conversation. No, I would. I love hanging out with you on social media and, and just raising hell out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, brother. Take care, man. Thanks, Lonnie. Thank you. All right, guys, like I said, that was a long conversation. All I want you to do today, the only action step that you have is to be abundant in your actions today. Pay it forward by sharing this conversation and all other conversations that really completely resonate with you with others in your circle. Share Men of Abundance out on your Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is that you're on, send it in an email, tell somebody about it, grab somebody's phone out of their hand. If they don't already have a podcast player, download your favorite one on their phone. And the first thing you do on that app is subscribe them to the Men of Abundance podcast. They will thank you for it. Now, go out and live your life of abundance. And guys, make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.